welcome to the latest podcast from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation. We're bringing you the latest updates and insights from the world of recruitment to help you navigate these challenging times. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the REC podcast. My name is Neil Carberry, Chief Executive of the REC, and it's a delight to have you listening in again as we work our way through this strange and unpredictable time Uh, I come to the podcast straight off of a conversation with uh, one of the Bayes ministers about beginning to put together the plan for how the lockdown ends whenever it does end. And I think that's the next big debate that we're all going to have to to navigate. The rest of this week at the RFC, very focused on getting those uh, loans and furlough schemes working. I'm very aware of the massive pressure there is on furlough for temps. Uh, and around the issue of accrual of holiday pay, and we've had some great impact across the media and uh, discussions in base about getting that right. So uh, pressure still on there for something that will work for you. Today, I want to turn away a bit from those support schemes and back to where I started, which is, you know, what does the world ahead look like and what are we learning about our industry? And to do that, I can't imagine anyone better to have joined me on the pod and Hung Lee from Recruiting Brain Food. I know many of you look at his unique set of curated content every weekend to start your week, Hung. It's a pleasure to have you on the pod. Neil, it's absolutely my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Why don't we start with what you're seeing? Of course, one of the processes of putting Brain Food together is looking at everything that's coming out of the industry, things that are of interest to the uh, to the industry every week or so. What do you think uh, over the last few weeks you've learned about uh, where we are as a as a recruitment and staffing industry you know what it's a really tough and uh, it's a really tough time but at the same time it's quite an inspirational time as well now um like one of the things that you know when I, one of the early indications to me um uh, that there was a very serious emergency in in our industry was simply the the individual messages I was receiving from the the people in the industry that uh, subscribed to the newsletter, you know, I think there's 22,000 of them or so, or so, but I started getting a flood of these messages coming in um, and they were all highly distressed type of messaging. Um, you know, people who are losing, uh, losing the jobs, having to make teams redundant, um, uh, having to do so or think about it um, uh, in the, in the coming days and weeks. Um, and uh, this is coming from all sides of the industry, you know, agency side, in-house, um, on the vendor side also. Um, so it's very clear that basically COVID-19 and the the necessary policies that the governments have pursued is going to have pretty much catastrophic damage to the economy. And of course, you know, recruiters need growing economies. We need growing companies and growing businesses for us to do our work. So I wouldn't understate the magnitude of the, of the challenges. I'm sure all of your listeners would agree with that. And I hope you know, restating it doesn't depress anybody to any more than we need to be. It's simply a statement of fact that we, we, this is this is an unprecedented scenario. At the same time, I've seen some wonderful examples of coming together, great initiatives from uh, people in the agency world, um, a real sense of wanting to do the right thing by their staff and by their people who come through their businesses. And that for me has been one of the, the real inspirational things to bear witness to uh, when you see the industry come together in this way and a you know, hyper-competitive industry that it is, you know, we all know that's true. But at the same time, I'm seeing some great collaboration and great cross-company type stuff going on. And that gives me, um, you know, great hope for the future. 
I think that's a great insight. And I certainly, if I think back to our experience at the REC, we came into this in exactly the same way as you did. You know, while we we saw the market slowing a bit in early March, it was really that weekend of the 13th to 16th of March, a full week actually before the government declared a lockdown, where the market just seemed to go away. So when we uh, started to interact with REC members on the Monday, on the Tuesday, we were having exactly those conversations about uh, where people were and a real sense of shock, um, which, of course, was only then compounded a week later as we went into into the lockdown. But what's been really interesting to me is how people have worked that through. And it is a different sort of recession to the ones we might have experienced in the past, uh, where you go in for a long time where things are sort of dropping downwards. And actually, by the time you realise you're in a recession, you're pretty much on the turn. It, this is one that all happened at once and it all happened in the mid- middle of March. And yet certainly you saw that scrabbling for people to get over their cash flow and understand where their cash flow is. But then almost that process led to that birth of a, a greater sense of coherence across the industry in terms of people talking about, well, how do we interact with the job boards? How do we interact with our landlords? What's the best thing to do to manage our cash? And these are the questions that certainly were flying around the REC in between our members. And I'm interested in your view. I do detect in the last couple of weeks that we've moved out of that shock phase into something a bit more akin to realism with just a dash of hope that we can start putting together some plans and doing some things that that set businesses up well for the future. Is that do you think that's fair? I think that's very, uh, very fair, uh, Neil. In fact, I think it follows very much the psychological journey, emotional journey, if you like, that a lot of us have personally gone through. Um, You know, um, I think all of us were very shocked by this. You know, the speed and scale of this change was was bewildering. Uh, You know, I mean, normality simply was flipped. Um, and the scare of it, you know, two billion people on the planet having to to, to be in quarantine or of some type. There was a shock moment. There was, I would say, two three week period where everyone was just kind of trying to get to grips with it. But when we do get to grips with it, we start being sort of thinking about what we need to do now. You know, how do we repair our businesses? How do we protect the staff? How do we, you know, think about the next phase? Um, and recruiters, if if if, if the one thing is that they are very resilient. Um, uh, you know, we used to change. We used to, if you like, uh, uh, playing a fairly high risk uh, type of business and, and pivoting quickly. Uh, that's these are in the DNA, I would say, of any recruitment business. Any decent recruitment business, I think, uh, will inherently have these qualities. And I hope they will stand as in good stead. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And um, that piece around how long this lasts and is now the most common conversation I'm having with people. And of course, there's no clear answer to that yet, but it, it was very telling. We had um, uh, the largest members of the REC together on a Zoom call on Friday. And it was very telling that while there was no pressure in that discussion for uh, the lockdown to end before it needed to, in terms of the medical advice, there was a lot of pressure about, we better have a plan for how we do this and how we pivot. Because there is, I think, a sense of potential in the industry now about when this starts to ease, what are we going to do? And certainly I'm talking to a lot of uh, REC members about using this time in that kind of strategic way, getting close to clients, understanding how clients are going to change their businesses when we come out of this and therefore how 
we should, as recruiters, be changing our businesses. Have the types of questions that you see coming to the Brain Food inbox changed in that time or the types of content that you're looking at for uh, potential inclusion in the newsletter? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, this is not something that is, that is ignorable. Um, so it, it has been the dominant uh, theme, if you like, over the last pe- several weeks uh, of the newsletter and of a lot of the conversations that uh, I've been having. And you are right, you know, companies, are, are, there are sort of changes which I think we get the sense they are going to be systemic changes. Um, uh, I don't think there's that many people that, you know, believe there's be, going to be some sort of rubber band effect where, you know, everything's just going to bounce back to as it was. Um, uh, there's this sense of growing certainty that uh, whatever um, the the next phase looks like, it will look like a very different um, economic and uh, world than, than we were used to. Therefore, very different re- sort of recruiting world than we were used to. Um, and recruiters being the innovators and, you know, entrepreneurial types that we are, uh, inevitably start imagining what that future might look like and, and start to prepare for it. So I would hope, I think uh, there's going to be uh, some really interesting developments in the space associated as a second order effect, if you like, of the COVID pandemic, which will change how businesses organize. Uh, it will change the the kind of the, the makeup of a typical organization in terms of their workforce composition. And all of these will have huge impacts in terms of the recruitment, uh, where recruitment businesses focus, uh, how we do end up recruiting, what what our processes we want to retain, uh, which ones we want to get rid of. Uh, I think we'll we'll see some very different types of processes and 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 uh, techniques in the, in the, the coming years to come, which I think we could map directly to uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, there's that old Lenin quote about uh, there being decades when nothing happens and weeks when mm. decades happen and yes I think it's it's something I've reflected on a lot because many of the changes I think that are coming to the industry are probably ones that if you took us all back in a time machine to uh, um Expo back at the beginning of uh, February we'd have said are coming down the track but they were sort of slightly fuzzy and in the middle distance. You know, how do you get your consultants doing more of the added value work, advising clients and focused on candidate experience and not doing process because the process stuff is going to have to be digital, digital, digital. And how do you reshape against clients who may be reshaping their business? Now, I spent 15 years before I came back to recruitment with the REC working with FTSE 250 HRDs at the CBI. And I'm very clear there isn't a major company HRD in the country who isn't coming back from this to do the things they know they've needed to do for a while and that this is their opportunity. And that means they will be doing some big recruitment in some areas and they'll be doing a lot less recruitment in other areas. There will be a spate of redundancies very likely in the early autumn, but there will also be lots of opportunity in there for the for the businesses who play it right in terms of bringing people in, whether that's you know, concern about the second wave of coronavirus, meaning people are more pushed to use temps, or whether it's, you know, really big ramping up in some of the areas that that we know uh, were already uh, running hot before this, particularly around digital experience, user journeys, and so forth. If you could pick out some of the big trends that you'll be watching as we come out of this, as the big changes for, for the industry, what would a couple of those be? It'll actually tie on one of the points you've just made there, Neil, in the sense that 
um, you know, these underlying trends that I think we were all kind of vaguely aware of um, uh, 10 weeks ago, let's say, you know, we knew these things were going to happen. We just didn't know when, um, you know, COVID-19 has simply proved to be like an accelerant to these things. Um, and 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 the I would say uh, a couple of these things are immediately obvious. Uh, firstly, I would expect uh, an accelerated fragmentation of the recruitment agency business. We've been seeing this uh, over the last several years anyway. Um, you know, much more easy to create a recruitment company. The one-man band becomes uh, more tenable as a business as time goes on, uh, simply because you know your ability to connect and develop marketplaces, develop uh, develop a customer base and, and a candidate base. Um, all of all of these which were previously insuperable barriers to entry have become uh, uh, lower and lower as, as technology and, and, and general connectedness has taken place. One factor I think which will accelerate this is, of course, this move to remote working. You know, suddenly you've got uh, lots of recruiters who had previously uh, had to go into office um, and work in the sales floor. Um, now they're actually at home working from their on, on their own kind of home environment. Uh, a lot of those folks are going to work out actually, yes, um, I can do this um, by myself. Um, why would I want to go back to the office um, when it seems that I can be effective here and potentially make my own way? So those people will also be supplemented, of course, by recruiters who are losing their work right now. Um, uh, you know, lots of businesses have had to make some really tough decisions um, and have let a lot of their consultants go. Um, simply because, you know, they can't see where the revenue is coming from in the next three, six months or more. Um, a lot of those people are going to try their luck and, and, and become independent consultants uh, working out of the bedroom. Um, so I think we're going to see a massive surge of, of, of small one-man band recruitment businesses. That was a trend that was happening in any case, um, but I think we'll see a huge acceleration of that um, in uh, due to, to COVID-19. I think that's really interesting, Chris, because our perspective, I absolutely see a kind of bifurcation of the industry. Uh, at one end, you know, deep specialists, uh, probably with strong margins, very advisory, very professional services, which could be done uh, everything from quite large firms to 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 single handers, and then the other end, almost the you know the the, the next generation of things like blue collar staffing, uh, where I think there will also be a focus on standards and compliance because I think we are heading for a, a kind of reset of the social contract out of all of this. But again, chat a bit like retail in the last decade, just challenging the middle. Um, in a way that we haven't seen before. So you're either going, uh, you're either going to be kind of uh, small, relatively thick margined and and deeply expert, or you're going to be, uh, uh, or you're going to be doing the kind of the large scale stuff where there'll be a big focus on compliance, and your your GPs coming from a small margin delivered very widely, and that's a as you say is a very kind of bifurcated model but it, it seems increasingly likely that that's um that that's where we're heading if you wanted to give a recruitment business leader one thought to uh to leave the pod with right now what would it be and also take the opportunity in answering to remind people how they can get their hands on brain foods goodies yeah thanks a lot neil um the, the one thing I'll, I'll leave a recruitment business uh owner 
uh, would be almost exactly the the advice I would have given twelve weeks ago. I, again, it's just an acceleration. The urgency is just accelerated on it, um, which is I think we need to become more heavily networked as businesses and as professionals, uh, and we need to make sure your consultants are that way as well. I think sales will change going forward. There's one of the things that um, you know we've noticed in an underlying trend. Um, that increasingly, you know, buying decisions are, are made uh, uh, in a different way. Uh, people have a lot more ability to validate um, uh, a supplier than they did before. And a lot of it is down to, you know, who you know, who would recommend, um, what the, the rest of the market uh, would say. So this is just pertains to things like branding, for instance. So I think that uh, the advice I would give to uh, the business leaders is now is the time to really invest heavily on your network, your relationships, and your brand. You, you've got to make sure people know who you are and what you stand for, um, and, and this is the time to do it. In terms of where people wanted to follow more, uh, follow the newsletter. That's the way to do it, um, recruitingbrainfood.com. I send a curated newsletter once a week. That's all you get, um, but it's 10, 15 articles that you might otherwise not encounter um, and it's in your inbox, hopefully, to give you a bit of uh, uh, recruiting brain food for the week ahead. Comes heartily recommended. And uh, I think as part of uh, that, you've you've very much focused the advice on, you know, your network and what you can do externally. I think I just want to finish by highlighting that point about the recruitment workforce as well. Uh, you talked about remote working. I do think how we manage and how we motivate people in the sector is going to change. And that's another thing that I I think I'd highlight from what you've told us today, Hung, that um, every recruitment business leader should be thinking about. And that brings us to the end of today's episode of the pod. Thank you, Hung, for joining us. My pleasure, Neil. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, do join us again on the next episode of the REC podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this episode helpful. Head to our COVID-19 hub on www.rec.uk.com forward slash COVID-19 for the latest guidance on managing your business during these unprecedented times.